I have to say, just between us, that I sometimes have a problem with the folks who get all up in arms about the secularization and commercialization of Christmas. The ones for whom Christmas is just, just one more front in the great culture wars of our time. Uh, you know the people I'm talking about, and I'm sure it's not any of you. The folks who get worked up over X mass, despite the fact that it's been used for centuries because the Greek letter chi is the initial for Christ and also looks like an X. Or the people who want to pick a fight over the color of their Starbucks cups, or who object to other people saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Or the people who think they're being radical and countercultural with campaigns that say keep Christ in Christmas. Now, the problem I have with those things isn't that they go too far, but that they don't go far enough. Keeping Christ in Christmas is a fine idea as far as it goes, but it just doesn't say enough. What about Christ are we keeping in Christmas? The fact of his birth, that's not enough. I want to keep his compassion and his sacrifice in Christmas. I want all of us to keep in Christmas the humility of his birth and the willingness of everyone around him, his parents, shepherds, angels, wise men and all, to seek God's will in the extraordinary circumstances of his incarnation. And that is the central message of Christmas after all. It's all about the incarnation, God choosing to become human like us, redirecting the course of human history by his birth, by his teaching, and eventually by his death and resurrection. Peace on earth is the hoped for and still not quite realized byproduct of his coming. Joy to the world is the consequence several steps down the line of a way in a manger. Christ became human to mend the rift between God and humanity, the rift that's caused by sin. Christmas is the feast of the incarnation. And every time that starts to sound a little overly theological and disconnected from people's real lives, I spend a few moments looking behind the Holy Family in the nativity scene, although not behind in ours, and I focus on the shepherds. They, together with the angels, are the real stars of tonight's gospel reading. And they are the ones who make the incarnation real and important and connected to people's real lives and real struggles. Shepherds work 24 hours a day guarding the sheep, sheep that probably belong to somebody else. At night, they keep watch for predators. A shepherd's life is simple, and dirty and smelly and hard. Although their work provides the lambs for sacrifice in the temple, it's unlikely they'd be allowed inside for worship. How strange is it then that when it was time to announce the incarnation, to proclaim to the world that the cosmic balance between good and evil has just shifted forever and that God himself has become human, how strange is it that God sent his angels not to the temple and not to the priests, not to the king, but to the shepherds? 
wonder counselor, God hero, father forever, prince of peace, has been born and is waiting for you. Not in a palace or a temple, but in a barn sleeping in the animal's food trough. It's no wonder the shepherds were afraid. They probably thought they'd lost their minds. But this is how Christ came to us. This is how our salvation was accomplished. And this is why Christmas is, generally speaking, the feast day that we love the most. Because it's a foretaste of God's kingdom. It's a peek in the door of heaven when there will be peace and injustice is overturned and mercy becomes the new law of the land. Christmas is when we are the most generous, the most gracious, and the most reconciling. It's when all the world is decorated with lights that banish darkness, and we indulge in the richest, bad-for-us foods. It's all a peek in the door of heaven, when shepherds are the first to know the good news, because in his kingdom, they will inherit the earth. Limited, sinful creatures that we are, it's too hard for us to keep Christmas all year. Still, this is the time to celebrate and to strive for the ideals that are the best of who God calls us to be. Sometime in the coming week, maybe we'll be back to tending the flocks and mucking out the barns or whatever we do to put food on the table. And we'll return to that everyday life with the knowledge that Jesus Christ has become one of us. We are his sisters and brothers, and we've had a glimpse of his kingdom.